So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's up, everybody? We're back. What is this, week five in a row for us, Arch? I'd say, I think it's, we've been doing this for, for years. I got good news. We had some people asking about uh, a long-lost friend. If you've been a long-time listener of the podcast, you know that I used to have the, the Yeti, and... Uh, Fellas, it's back. What's in that Yeti? Um, I don't want to say because I just, I don't know. I think that the Yeti should be, it's like the sisterhood of the traveling Yeti. It should be whatever you want it to be. So if you're like a freshman, it's Boost. If you're a Mormon, it's, uh, what do Mormons drink? Dr. Uh, Pepper. Orange. Yeah, Dr. Pepper. If you're enlisted, it's a uh, Monster Energy drink. Like, you know, whatever you want. And I'll never tell. It's kind of like uh, it's like Schrodinger's cat. Like you think yeah. there's whiskey in there, but you don't know that. If you open it, then you're gonna know. But if you don't open it, you don't know. Exactly. There's nothing and everything in it at the same time. It's a beautiful so. thing. Yeah, Schrodinger's Yeti for you. <laughs> sisterhood of sister, traveling sisterhood of the Schrodinger's Yeti. Yeah. Say that five times fast, and uh, we'll see where that gets you. So, uh, how you doing? You got well, we got a lot to talk about today. It's kind of an exciting but weird time, you know. Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit before we cast it. Uh, it's one of the weirdest times of the year at the academy. It's not a bad time. It's not a particularly great time, but there are kind of things moving in the right direction for pretty much every class. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that, like, especially today on the on the nugget, like we. So it's Sunday. And this is the day when everybody comes back from, uh, like, ring dance weekend. And I think you can have, I don't remember, and maybe the rules change. But I think you're allowed to take, like, a few days off because it's kind of dead week. But then next week is graduation and then Memorial Day. And so this entire week, there's, like, parade practice and stuff. And it's, like, everybody's excited because you're moving up or you're moving on, that kind of thing. But there's still stuff to do. Like, AMTs are still yelling at you. Um, and like tomorrow there's parade practice. I don't necessarily want to get too much into, uh, ring dance because I think ring dance is one of those things you just got to experience it, um, yeah. in one way or another. But the one thing that I do remember is from our time and I don't want to give away too many details. Cause I think even though this was like years and years ago, um, the statute of limitations on some of these things that may or may not be criminal, um, might still exist, but that Monday during parade practice, uh, a, f- a cadet that we knew basically had to drive down $3,000 cash in hush money to ensure that no one was called um, about the damages that were done to the <laughs> ring dance property. So I hope there's no one dealing with anything like that right now. Um, not an ideal situation, but still pretty funny. And by the way, everything ended up okay with that as it was. I don't even think there was $3,000 worth of damage done, but... You know, there was some accusations of... They like, had leverage. A, there was accusations of, like, a rowboat being sunk, and I think, like, a 1980s record player being broken. But and it was know. it was one of those deals where you can literally... Anybody on Earth can Google 
who runs the Air Force Academy, and I think they actually threaten. They're like, I know your boss. I know where you work, and I'm going to contact them and let them know what's going on. It's like, yeah, you, you really did some real CIA, CIA work there to figure all that out. Yeah, way to go, Zuckerberg. You know how to Google <laughs> who's the commandant of the academy. But um, this, is also, this is also the time of the year where you get the kids who voluntarily put their name in for uh, wing commander or deputy commander, something with a commander at the last word of their title, and they're forced to stick around all week and kind of like talk through what the next semester is going to look like and so on. And then you got other guys who maybe play a little smarter and are going to be an athletic clerk for the third year in a row, and mm. they get to go take leave for four days. And then it's kind of this uh, social battleground of, you know, guys complaining because they have to stick around, but it was kind of their choice at the same time. Yeah, it's super weird. If you play your cards right, I think you're supposed to only be able to take like a four-day pass. Um, but if you play your cards right, basically you don't have to be at the academy for like nine days in a row. But you didn't hear that from me. I don't know. But it's mostly done anyways. But regardless, hopefully everybody's got uh, all their rings. Hopefully all the rings survived. Uh, I have yeah. a I have a very good friend, and I know, you, and I'm not trying to inside joke <laughs> you guys, but uh, I have a good friend whose ring is just at this moment. Just completely deformed um, <laughs> due to some extracurricular activities for it. If you're listening to it, uh, shout us out. We'll send you some gear. But that, uh, yeah. So hopefully everyone's rings made it. And it through, wasn't even just... one of the cheap ones either. It was it was supposed to be the high quality one. Yeah. And that's what I call. It's not looking that's, so good. That's stress testing though, and that's what the Air Force does. So, hey, Jostens, figure yourself out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe stop worrying about uh, people selling their rings on eBay. Start worrying about the quality of your product there. Mm. So like you were saying, though, uh, it's that time of year when everybody's moving up. Right now, the freshmen are absolutely chomping at the bit, excited to become sophomores, um, at which point they'll realize that they're still basically freshmen. Um, I do remember, I mean, it's still a while away, but it's like the funniest experience is that first time you see the new, the new dual biscuits rolling up to the strips, and you can watch them from like McDermott, or if you're in... Uh, Vandy, Vandy Tower, Tower too. Yeah. yeah, just the funniest experience. So, I know everybody's looking forward to that, and that's really funny. Uh, what do you think the best year is to transition from? Obviously, I I re- with the exception of graduating. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't, I legitimately don't think it's freshman to sophomore year. Like, I think. Well, no, the, I don't either. The best, the best time at the academy is probably post recognition, but before you go to be a sophomore. That's what I was going to say. Because you can't get in trouble. Exactly. You're like, if you're a recognized freshman is untouchable for the most part. Yeah, all you got to do is pass. All the the power has been stripped from the upperclassmen, and you have zero responsibility. Yeah. And anything that you could do, like, you can still get your alcohol hit or get your honor hit or whatever, and you're pretty much fine. I'm not condoning that at all. I'm just saying, like, statistically, like, you're the most fine. I think the best time, with the exception of the obvious, like, graduating, getting close to that, one of the best times is... And it's going to be different for you, you A squad, B squad, C squatters out there. But uh, for us direct support cats, or direct support, our us direct entry cats, it's uh, <laughs> pilot talk. It's yeah, uh, cast guys. <laughs> it's basically that time in junior year, right after you're 21, and you're like, wow, this is what life is like without being in fear 24/7. Yeah. Oh, actually. See, and that's a good point. I think that that's a good idea. Like, once you turn 
21 it is if you're if you're a hard partier it's uh that's when really it's downhill all from there like for the most part and kind of not to mention like a lot of us were friends with a lot of prep school guys who have been 21 for a year and so you're just kind of sitting on your hands like what am i supposed to do and then finally you're just unleashed that's a good point because uh yeah all the kids who weren't 21 up to that point yeah they definitely followed all the rules so that was good um i think that going into yeah see it's cheap this is almost a dumb question because yeah i think going into senior year is definitely the best because you kind of do you kind of start doing this checklist going into your senior year and i think most grads can this resonates with people that you start doing this checklist like this is the last time i'm ever going to do this yeah. this is the last time i'm ever going to do that They're like okay this is the last time i ever have to sit through graduation like not as a graduate like as a cadet this is the last time I'm ever going to have to do that. And summer is a weird time because it it sucks. I think summer is the worst time at the academy because, and everybody says, oh, it's so chill, you don't have to worry about classes, any of that. But you, it just feels so dead. It feels like you're not moving anywhere and everybody, and half your friends are going to have leave and you're going to be in a program, whatever it may be, uh, whether it's ESET. And usually, and that's the other thing, if, well, I guess it's too little too late for most people, but really make sure... Really kind of try to plan out your summer. If you can get with an ACK advisor or an AOC, get stuff done. Because I, senior year, like, didn't really think much of it. And I think I was a CST cadre. No, I was a CST and a uh, BCT cadre. But, but being a cadre is not that fun. It's not as fun as it looks for your, all you underclassmen. So that's I kind of, I think that's a hot take saying that summer is not a good time at the academy. Yeah, it's not. Because... Oh, well, and you weren't doing it right, because for one of the years, you have leave, ops, Air Force, and then you work for whatever it is, three or four weeks. And when you're working, it sounds like you got kind of screwed over. But if you have the right job, you're, you're working like three or four hours a day, and then you're doing whatever you want for the rest of the time, unless you have one of those jobs that make you force the weekend or something. But there's only a small percentage that I think have those pretty bad jobs. Yeah, no, I was in, uh, I was working down in Jack's Valley um, working with the guys doing like CST stuff and it was pretty much the tech sergeants who were security forces who were having like Bagram flashbacks thinking that we were like uh, that we were under attack or something because it was like no nah, we need you guys out here at 4.30 every day and uh, you're going to leave the next time 4.30 rolls around and it's like okay well this is really stupid but whatever hey so. you got through it I'm proud of you I did. <laughs> well, clearly, uh, not Thank you for unscarred. your service. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, but also, we've been getting a lot of a lot of messages from high school kids right now. Not even all seniors. Some of them are like juniors, asking us for advice about um, about entering the academy, and they're asking for specific advice. And I will tell you this: I'm not trying to knock us, but if you're coming to us first for advice or last for advice on anything, um, and you legitimately want to know our answers, dude, you're not looking in the right place, and you're kind of screwed. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, why? Is it, is it because we're not going to give sound advice? No, it's not that. We're going to give you the real advice. It's just like you shouldn't, you should <laughs> like we're given kind of the, uh, I guess the cheat codes, if you will, but you got to kind of experience it first, and then like weave your way into that life. You can't just go full on into what we're like what we're talking about. I don't know. Maybe we should have like a like an adult rating. Can you do that? Can we change our uh, 
because we're not explicit. We don't we don't say cuss words or anything. We just like offer advice that isn't for young ears. I don't know how how the podcast ratings work, but it might be something to look into. I don't know. I'd say the biggest thing is that um, basic's such a small part of your cadet experience, and like, not only do we not really want to focus on it, but it just wouldn't be prudent. I guess the only advice that I have is just go in with a sense of humor, and everyone's threats are empty. Like, if you, like, think about how much it took to get to the academy. And I know there are, like, some hardos who are out there who are like, oh, no, my coach just did my application for me. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe so. Maybe it was easy for you to get in. But, no, you didn't, it wasn't that simple. Um, like, it's not just a simple pen stroke from a C to C to throw you out. Like, no. So, um, yeah, I guess just don't take it seriously. I have, some, I have some real advice. Right, well. while, while we're on the topic, uh, one, do make sure that you uh, buy like the really expensive Nike boots that they're not going to let you wear anyway, and run for about six months in them to break them in with a ruck on your back, <laughs> just to make sure you're ready to go so you don't get blisters during basic. Um, also, make sure you wear up, you show up wearing one of our t-shirts, because that's yeah. not that's not going to go bad at all. Mm-hmm. And finally. Definitely make sure that you tell everybody on social media um, what your address is so your friends can send you inappropriate things. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I never saw anything that was actually truly inappropriate that was sent. Um, The one thing I did hear is that there was a guy whose dad I think was a grad, and what he would do is once a week would send him like one of those Hillshire Farms like foot-long summer sausages. What? And he did it, he just would, that's what he would send him in, in his mail, and like his P.O. box, they would give him like a foot-long summer <laughs> sausage, you know what I'm talking about, like the ones that can be just, like not refrigerated, yeah, it was, so that was pretty funny, but, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, basics, it's just so weird, I remember one of my, uh, roommates had an absolute conniption, because one of his, because uh, his girlfriend, like, sent him a picture of herself, and he thought he was going to, like, have to turn himself in for honor. And he thought he was being super honorable. It was, like, out of one of those movie clips that they show you during an honor briefing. He's like, no. No, it's the right thing to do. I need to turn myself in. I have this picture <laughs> of my girlfriend. And like, it's <laughs> it's her class picture from uh, last year when she was in eighth grade. And it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just super weird. So that was always, like, a really funny thing. It, it, to it's, be fair, basic does mess with your brain. You're just like, I don't know what's what's up and what's down. Oh, for sure, yeah. No, basics, basics, awful. So, but I, the biggest thing is this: like, there's what fifty thousand grads from Isafa, roughly, and that's just me throwing out a guess because we've been around for like some like sixty, almost seventy years. I don't know, whatever. Um, and at roughly a thousand a class, plus a few less than that in the early days, I'd say there's about fifty thousand grads. If all those people could make it through. You can too. You really can. It's just a matter of if you want to or not. That's all it is. True. Um, well, we've been going on and on without getting into any segments. It's been kind of nice. We're just kind of talking. That's summer vibes, though. So summer vibes at Yusafa, summer vibes on the podcast. Uh, what do you say we started off, though, with uh, Behind Enemy Lines? All right, let's do it. Do you have anything? Yeah, anything but you, you want to make up? You can go first because I need to figure out how I'm actually going to talk about this. Okay, uh, here's my first one. Uh, so this is, so peek behind the curtain here, 
what I do is I type in United States Naval Academy on Google, and I pick the most interesting articles. If you've been listening to the podcast, uh, then you know exactly what's been going on. I've been using my investigative journalism skills to track the drug problem that is pertinent and that's problematic at the United States Naval Academy. Uh, there haven't been any major breaks in the last week, and there haven't been any leads. Well, there have been, but I'm not allowed to talk about them because it's just me and the me and the big brass over at the Naval Academy working on this one. Uh, but nothing I can break to you guys. So the only news that I have that's recent coming out of when you type in the Naval Academy in Google is Bothell Kenmore, uh, reporter. That's the name of the newspaper. Says that Benjamin Anderson is graduating with a bachelor's of science in mechanical engineering, and he's a member of the Glee Club. Okay, and uh, what does this mean for national security? I don't really know, but it's that it's that time of year where basically all the news that's coming out is uh, about guys from small towns where they get entire articles that are saying that they just happen to graduate from college. So that's the big thing. And in the spirit of behind enemy lines, all we want you to know is what's going on at these various places. So that's it. Naval Academy's graduating a guy from Bothell, Kenmore area which Where is, is in washington. washington it's in washington okay. and he's part of the glee club and he's part of the glee club yeah so. you never want to leave you don't can't leave that out yeah so guys i mean hands up right now i could have probably done a little bit more research but um i'm just keeping myself honest here i just wanted well, you guys to know that the good thing is i dug deep into i dug deep into the black hole black hole of the internet to kind of find uh the nitty-gritty stuff about the naval academy so whenever you're ready uh, I'll hit yeah. you with some pretty pretty shock and awe in terms of the news for these guys. Okay, go ahead, because my uh, my story about West Point only gets worse. So. <laughs> <laughs> so the Capital Gazette, which I'm assuming is an Annapolis-based news source, I would at least hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, E.B. Ferguson III, everybody knows him. He's one of the har- most hard-hitting journalists there is out there. He's yeah, my boys, me and my boys call him Ebb. That's <laughs> ebf 3 is what he goes by on the streets. Yeah. Um, he's got really put his career out on the line for this ridiculously long article for what the topic is. And he just wants you to know that Naval Academy graduation, Memorial Day traffic could snarl area roadways. So he's talking about, he's recommending that motorists use MD70 slash Roe Boulevard to enter and exit Annapolis versus uh, what people normally use. Just because the increase in traffic or the increase in people is probably going to cause a little bit more traffic, especially with President Trump rolling through. So I just commend him, obviously, for having unbiased journalism and really doing the, the diligent and the, the work that the people need to see and hear uh, to really get us the news that, that we care about. Okay, so uh, if I'm trying to take Colorado, like if I'm trying to go from I-25 leaving Northgate to get to the Naval Academy graduation, do take that detour route when I yes. get to the Naval Academy? take MD-70 slash Roe Boulevard. Okay. Uh, it's a little different than what my normal route is, but <laughs> I think that's, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I b- I'll be able to figure that out. That's good. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank- hey, thanks, E.B. Ferguson. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on. So here's what I got once again when I typed in uh, West Point. And this is the, according to the LaGrange Daily News. Uh, the city of West Point is going to begin reviewing mobile food vendor ordinances. Now, guys, I want you to listen close and listen carefully because basically um, the city of West Point, once again, hands up, 
not sure if this is actually in New York. Could be in Mississippi, as we've seen in, in earlier podcasts. Could be anywhere else. Um, but they have a, a really vibrant food truck scene. And uh, they're going to be reviewing how people uh, apply for and get their, I guess, their vendor licenses. So we're going to be seeing a, a big growth in the food trucks in uh, the city of West Point. So I'd say that's a positive thing on Behind Enemy Lines this week. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, people. everybody knows West Point's one of the hottest hottest areas for food trucks and culinary art. So I think it's only right that they kind of take a deeper look into who's able to kind of do their work around there. They can't just let anybody in the food truck business around West Point. That's true. And as long as these, this food truck scene is growing, you know what I was kind of thinking about? Um, you remember how West Point changed their name from West Point to Army West Point? Yeah. Well, what if, I mean, since they're in the mood to change it, they're clearly just still in a rebranding phrase, like, phrase, stage. Um, because of this vibrant food truck scene, what if they changed it to Flavortown? So it'd be like Army Flavortown. <laughs> and Guy Fieri comes in, it'd be awesome. There might be some uh, copyright infringement going down there, but if they get him on board, I don't see why not. Yeah, this is big things. And actually, if this ever happens, please credit us. So I'd like to see some documentation that the FNB uh, podcast is doing this. If Mitch is listening out there, they may want to jump into the business with, um, they could open up a food truck. It'd probably get terrible business, but Mitch's Meals on Wheels. <laughs> Mitch's food truck. Um, that sounds actually awesome. <laughs> and now that I'm thinking about it, can you imagine if, uh, if they offered you just like, like what would even be on a Mitch's food truck? You'd obviously, naturally, you'd have your little platter of, chicken strips um and then you get like you could order beef stroganoff that comes with a puke bucket and then you could also <laughs> order uh like like the milks and you could get your own jar of peanut butter to smash on your head and spoons for silver bullets i love this idea mitch's food truck mitch's meals on wheels mitch's meals on wheels of coming soon to whenever we get this done and they would just kind of it would roll around the terrazzo like an ice cream truck Playing <laughs> off, we go into the wild blue yonder. Just nonstop, and you're not sure. And then people aren't sure if they're supposed to salute or whatever <laughs> they're supposed to do. They're like, Ugh. which worker is the driver? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember any of the workers now. I'm starting to lose it. I remember there was a guy named Ron. Shout out to Ron. Is Ron, there a guy named Ron? I think there has to be. All right. If there's a guy named Ron, shout out. Um. Wow, behind enemy lines. So the quality of this podcast is really going down. Please, we need football back so badly. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's get into uh, one of our other segments. You want to do soups list first, or you want to do uh, you know what I never got? While we're on the topic of Mitch's, we might as well just roll roll right into soups list. Okay, what are we doing this week? So we're gonna do soups list of basically Mitch's meals, and obviously not the type of meal in terms of like chicken or beef. But in terms of, like, they have a meal for graduation, they have, or not graduation, they have a meal for 100 days left, they have those kind of meals. Maybe you can explain a little better. I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, I mean, I say we just dive in. Basically, those meals that are special ones. So, Hunter's Night Dinner is, wasn't Hunter's, oh no, Hunter's Night Dinner is always a fancy meal, but then for everybody else, they do, like, Domino's Pizza and Subway and stuff. But that's yeah. obviously a relatively new development. I mean, I guess the best way to uh, to really describe it is just to go roll straight into it. So my first uh, meal is Super Smokers Day. 
and that's Love a classic it. meal. It's last day of the semester uh, for in the fall because it's when freshmen are still having to bring smokers. And on that Friday, you're supposed to bring super smokers. And back when there was ramps, they would really, really go crazy. And, I mean, I've heard, like, I heard you, I, the swim team, and I, I don't want to, like, light anybody up right now or bring anybody, um, you know, any kind of publicity here. But they always kind of went out, like, all out with it. Like, they would request stuff from Denver, and basically freshmen would have to leave their classes <laughs> at, like, 8 o'clock and, <laughs> like, show up to lunch. I don't even know what they would do, but... Regardless, that would always happen. Um, but a typical super smoker is just, like, leaving base and going to get, like, Chick-fil-A and bringing it back or something like that. Like, yeah. I, And then what I think I did when I was a freshman for super smoker day was, like, ordered pizza and went and picked it up at the gate. That was, like, as extreme as it got. Which, the guy took forever, and I was late. And it was one of those days where they were uh, really taking, like, accountability. And the senior at my table, I wasn't at ramps, but the senior at my table, sold me out. He was like, yeah, I don't know where that kid is. Like, what an idiot. Like, why didn't he show up? And then you and get there get... late, he's like, dude, where the hell was the pizza? Yeah, and I didn't get in trouble or anything like that, but he was like, yeah, I don't know what that guy's deal is. So I was like, man, that sucks. You couldn't that was great because time? literally freshmen are putting their, at the time you feel like you're putting your career on the line just to go pick up some sushi rakio from, you know, <laughs> down the road. Yeah. Well, I think another funny thing is that, uh, so if you guys don't know the story of smokers, what it actually originated to is back in the day, like way back in the day, like I don't know if there's anybody actually alive that's, uh, that when this happened, but they would bring cigars and stuff, and you could smoke in midges. So yes, believe it or not, in Mitchell Hall, you could smoke inside of it, um, and it would be like cigars and cigarettes on Fridays. And um, then once they got rid of like smoking in there, they could like basically everybody would just bring in, you know, candy or Oreos or chips or whatever, whatever the case may be. And so, yeah, I just think that Super Smokers Day is one of the best days. But my point is, is that walking around, too, is when you would always see the funniest stuff. Like, whether your table just would get a normal thing, but you would see people that would have, seriously, like, I, I can't even remember what the craziest thing was, but I'm just kind of, like, just top of my, top of my head, it would be, like, a roasted, like, pig like a whole hog roast kind of thing like we'll just be at the middle of the table at Mitch's or something and just like ridiculous insane stuff some people would bring actual uh like cigars and stuff which I guess is kind of funny but I don't know that was a favorite day of mine do you remember anything that was like weird I don't know I don't remember anything like ridiculous it's just some people um in my experience we had to literally show our receipt to show that we, we paid a certain amount of money to, show, to like show how worthy we were. And then we, we brought a ridiculous amount of super smokers and we're still punished because it just wasn't exactly up to par. So those are tough days, man. Those are tough days. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if they do smokers anymore. Who knows? Yeah. Dare I say back when it was hard. Yeah. Snowflake generation. Yeah. Um, let's seesaw this. I'm having a good time tonight. How about you give me one? What's your okay. meal? So my, I never actually got to experience this, but I heard great things and I've heard terrible things. There was something that was like the Mitch's uh, test food group where you're somehow on this email chain. You're somehow on this email chain. That was me. And they'd be like, hey, you did this? Yes, everyone. They'd be like, hey, show up to Mitch's 15 minutes early and we're going to like let you taste test all the new things we're rolling out. 
So maybe you can expand on this a little bit more because obviously you have more experience with it. Yeah. So some of the uh, some of the most when it, like put it this way, you know, whenever you go to the clinic and they ask if you're on PRP. Yeah. Yeah, PRP is like the personal reliability program. It's basically like if you're qualified to handle handle uh, like nuclear documents and nuclear missiles and technology. Uh, the answer is yes if you're in this Mitch's test group. And basically <laughs> what you do is you go into the underground Mitch's bunker and like there's one or two trustworthy Mitch's workers who brings in test food. And you go in and they give you like the clickers that you use in uh, like chemistry class. And you have to tell them like what you like. And then there's like a Q&A session afterwards. And like the nutritionist comes out and talks about like, why they can or can't serve certain things, and then, like, the guy who orders the stuff, and it's, like, they really care about the kids' opinions, but it is, it's the, it's probably one of the funniest things at the Academy, because, uh, and once again, I'm going back, I, I feel like I'm giving a lot of shout-outs to the swim team. If you're on the swim team, please buy a t-shirt or something, because <laughs> I'm giving you guys a lot of, a lot of credit here tonight. No uh, one of the, one of the best-running jokes is that the swim team wanted, um, corn dogs. And they would, every single time they would ask, they would just completely saturate the entire discussion and the entire experience with, why don't we have corn dogs? And I swear to you, one of the times, um, we got corn dogs. And it was just like, and then once they got them at this little focus group, um, yeah, they never, like, it never came up again. No one said anything. They just ate corn dogs and left. But the whole thing was, is it was basically, I forget what the uh, position was. I think it was when I was a junior. Um, I forget what it was, but yeah, it was like an email that would come from Mitch's, and if you were this position in the squadron, you could name yourself and like two other people, and it would always be like that that uh, NCO, and then their two like clerks would go and do it, and so I got to do it, and it was it was an absolute drug deal to just get out of Mitch's, and it was, and you would always get out of formation too. Um, oh my god, that was awesome. I'm sorry, that like I'm legitimately excited right now. This is not shtick for the podcast, like. <laughs> <laughs> this was awesome. <laughs> Let's see if we can get back into that focus group. Be like, we'll give you a grad's perspective of what we're working yeah, with here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is weird. This tastes much worse than the food I've had outside the academy. Yeah, and I did. We'll see. And there would be sometimes where it was, it was weird. They'd have you, and I'm trying to. I just want to give you guys like the thing. They would have us taste test like different flavors of Gatorade. It was like the three different blues, like the Gatorade Frost. <laughs> the cool blue and something else. It's just like, I don't care. Like, I'm just, I have, I have a test after this. Like, why do you actually care about my opinion? Like, it was just funny. It, it's just awesome. a weird, it's a weird dichotomy where you go from literally 10 minutes before that, you could say that like you were dying and no one would care. You would still have to turn in every assignment and you would still have to do everything for your squadron. But all of a sudden they care about your opinion on what, frosting goes better on Mitch's brownies. Like, it's just a weird, <laughs> weird thing. And then none of, it even, none of it even surfaces anyway. It doesn't. Like, and the whole thing is they're, they're making it in such small quantities that pretty much all of it tastes good. Like, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Um, I bet they can maybe make meatball stroganoff taste not disgusting down there. Like in you, just need focus a, you need a puke bag, not a puke bucket. Exactly. Like, or, like a, or like a puke cup. Like out of, uh, what was it? Wayne's World, yeah. Oh, man, so that was great. All right, uh, I'll go next. So the next meal is a fancy meal, and fancy meals are Hundred's Night, 
I'm not gonna say ring dance because ring dance is its own thing. Like, and there's like alcohol kind of involved at it and stuff. But um, basically, the fancy meals where they have a commitment dinner is another one. Um, yeah, hundreds night, and I think thousands night was one. But whatever it was. But whenever you go in and you have to wear, oh, Christmas dinner is always a great one. And Christmas any meal is one that, of mine, so we'll just kind of lump it into this. Well, I, I, we don't necessarily have to lump it in, but it's just, what I'm saying is, like, any meal where they serve uh, sparkling cider, because I just, you feel like you're at Hogwarts then, and I just like that. I like the Harry <laughs> Potter feel. Where, like, everybody's there at the same time. I mean, I, lunch is like that, too, but people just disperse really quickly, so. Yeah. It's like, everybody's there at the same time, sitting down, you have to be there. I understand what you're getting at. Yeah. Are right, you go next. I'll just say Christmas dinner now. And the only reason I like Christmas dinner is because it means Christmas breaks right around the corner. Um, I don't know. It, it was kind of like a weird thing where I, I honestly didn't enjoy the fact that we didn't have to wear a uniform. It was like, okay, I really have no interest in dressing up for a, a fancy dinner at Mitchell Hall. But it was funny to see the, the people who would go all out and be dressed in like a three-piece suit. Like, dude, yeah. why? 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 Yeah, like, you're coming straight back to your room and watching Netflix anyways. Well, and then the whole thing was that it was, I think it was just one of those examples of where it was a half-ass attempt to have us get a little bit of social decorum training. But, like you said, it was just some people, like, kind of like Seth Rogen and Step Brothers, like, you're, I get it, you're wearing a tux, you're kind of underplaying the whole formality of the event, that, I think that's funny as hell. And that's exactly how I was at, um... At the Christmas dinner. And then the same thing when you would have all the kids who would go out and uh, smoke cigars. And it's like... And then, then they get up and chug an entire bottle of Cholula. And you're like, alright, now, now the tuxedo thing's kind of messed up. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Christmas dinner was fun. It was a good time. It's it's The, the only thing about it is it's like... I've, I think it's one of the most photographed... Uh, it's, prob- it's probably more photographed than Graduation... But not as photographed as um, as ring dance. So I will I will go out on a limb and I will say that I think Christmas dinner is the most is the second most photographed event at Usafa. Um, okay, and my <laughs> my last one is really stupid. Uh, just wings with the boys on a Friday night. Love you it. ever check the routine order on uh on like a Friday morning and you wake up and your only thought is you don't really check it because you're kind of like, dude, I am so gone after class at does not matter whatsoever but you check it and it'll say something kind of appealing and it's like yeah wings and fries on a friday night and so i never and so i never went to this uh but shout out to one of my one of my buddies from yusafa he was um he was restricted on a friday night and he and i like went over to his room and i was like hey what are you up to and he was restricted and he's like dude just wings with the boys tonight. <laughs> I was like, what? And he was wearing PC gear, and I was like, you want to go off base? He's like, no, nah, man, I'm restricted. Heading to Mitch's, getting some wings. <laughs> I don't know, might head to Haps, pick up a PBR. Like, oh, it was just so funny. So uh, that's my that's my third meal. All right, my third meal is basically any time that Mitch is, like, you wouldn't go to, I think this, Again, this, this might not be happening now or didn't happen in the past, but you wouldn't actually go to Mitch's. You would just go straight to your SAR, and they'd give you, like, little containers of KFC. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So I think what we've really generalized this as is 
90% of the best meals at Mitch's are when Mitch's food is not involved at all. Oh, that's a good point. See, I wasn't even reading between the lines. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much as simple as... That's, like, the, the best way to say it. I mean, like, if you're not giving me, uh... If you're not giving us chicken strips, then what are you doing, Mitch's? Yeah, exactly. So. All right, well, that's our soups list. Um... We have one more segment, actually like one and a half, because everybody knows that we have minutes, but uh, we have one more segment, and then we'll get into our closing business. Uh, you know what I never got? That's What's our that? segment. And you, well, you have to, well, I was just naming the segment, but you have to oh, say it with the question okay. mark. You have to say it with the upward inflection. You know what, you know I, what I never, never got? got? You know what I never got? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I never got? Uh, moving. Why do we move like six times a year at the Academy? What the worst. is the point? The worst. There's and no you, point. You you're issued more and more things every year, so the moving only gets more difficult. Yeah, and you always lose stuff. Like this just goes back to the whole thing to where there's they treat each squadron and like they treat the dorms as though they're squadrons, but that's just not how it is. It doesn't. It doesn't like in nowhere else in life does it work like that. To where like where you live matters in terms of like how you operate day to day so like why is it that and i guess for yeah nighttime accountability whatever but i think that if you just like maintained your squadron um throughout the entirety of the year so you just had everybody moved up and then you had senior leadership i don't know i'm not gonna get into the whole weeds of it but the bottom line is um moving sucks it's stupid it's also pathetic you know how there's always uh tourists who go up on the chapel wall and all they want to see is formations. It's literally all they care about. I remember walking like on hungover on Saturday mornings, like to going over to a hall to go to subway or something like that. And someone would stop me and be like, Hey, when's the next formation? I'd be like, dude, like on Monday, leave me alone. And, um, <laughs> but they would always be looking for formations. The best time I would tell a tourist to go is go on moving day. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Because everybody has their, their dollies, and they load up, they put the dolly down, and then you put your footlocker, and then they pile up every single thing that they own as high as it goes, and it just, everything's falling and then off. You, and then you roll it onto this cobblestone-type fixture. Yeah. And then everybody does the exact, the, the lines for the, uh, Elevator. for the elevators are a mile long, and everybody does the same thing wherever they come over, like a little bump. They pull it back a little bit and then ram it, and then more <laughs> stuff falls off. <laughs> it's just, and the slipperiest, like, you want to think that the slipperiest thing in the world, like, I'm sure in the physics department, they're trying to figure out, like, what has absolutely zero friction. Folks, I figured it out. It's uh, bed pads. If you put anything on a bed pad, it's falling directly off of that pile. Like, oh, my God. The oh, that's so worst. funny. And it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where, some people would come up with like the most ridiculous contraptions to keep everything locked down, and they'd be pulling it on like a ten inch or a ten foot rope across the across the terrazzo, yeah. and you can't you can't help but laugh when somebody would just hit one of those edges. All their hard work just goes to waste, and it just comes toppling over. And then you yeah. just kind of pretend like you didn't see, and you just keep moving <laughs> moving along. And then you get to your room. And even though your squadron was very adamant about making sure everything was perfectly clean before you left it, you get to your room and it's literally just like full of stuff, just 
like old service dresses, everything in there, there's old Doritos bags all over the place, and you're like, this is what I'm moving into right now? Yeah. Um, it, it was so bad. And then, but what was funny too is like the first day, like, because remember how every summer it was like, oh, day zero, and then they would have day one or whatever it was? Yeah, day one, you would have just a pile of crap, and all that would be set up is your monitor, your laptop, and you would have your bed. And so that way you could watch Netflix and go to bed, and that's it. Yeah, and every time you moved, you if you were in the back corner of Saijon, you moved to the back corner of Vandy, and vice versa. Like you were just trudging oh, yeah. all, all the way across every time. Yeah, and I like it's one of those things where I don't think anybody's ever. I don't. I don't. Everyone says that moving sucks, but no one's ever addressed how ridiculous of a concept it is. It's one of those things where even the most cynical of people would kind of just accept it. So here we are, FMBA, moving forward and uh, and kind of questioning the man on this one. Um, yeah, so that's what I never got, is moving. Uh, finally, let's go into, uh, minutes. You want to tell us what the uniform of the day is? Yeah, of course. Uh, it hasn't changed in a while, but mm-hmm. uniform of the well, day... Well, there, there are things that have changed about how you access the uniform of the day. Yeah, and the actual uniforms, I guess, have changed. It's like from yeah. ABUs to OCPs. Um, so our new website, fastneatbelowaverage.com. Average being spelled A-V-G, Alpha, Victor Golf, for those those military-minded folk. So fastneedbelowavg.com. You guys have seen the products. We've got all kinds of stuff on there. Uh, we got a lot of stuff on the way that I think people are going to enjoy. And we're looking at doing a giveaway here in a little bit, too. So keep your keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, big things that are coming out. Um, please check out the new website, even if you've bought stuff before, because we've got, it's just a cool look, and just to make sure that you've got everything that you want. If you have any ideas for any gear that you want to see, please let us know, because we're doing this definitely for you guys, um, and so that way, everything that you guys buy, it helps us kind of reinvest it into FNBA, and help this entire crazy thing grow, and, uh, help us pay for things like the party that we have going, coming this fall, for the Air Force versus Navy game. Uh, we're going to be out there in Colorado Springs at the game doing a tailgate, doing a party. If you guys were there last year, uh, it, you know that it was awesome. If you weren't there, but you know somebody asking about it, it was really, really cool. Um, other than that, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, congratulations to everyone who's graduating, and congratulations to everyone who's moving up a class. Um, graduation will be here before you know it, and I guess that means we're going to come up on our 60 Days episodes. We're going to start doing a few of those. Oh, I, I like it. Yeah, but that's all I got. Yeah, I got nothing else. All right, peace. So, yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air.